get my mic all up in here. I need to get my mic, my iron mic, my mic Tyson, my mic Portney. Can't think. These are like Pringles. I'd say way better than Pringles. Once you pop, you can't stop. I'm very dubious of Pringles. Yeah, but the same on mm. Pringles. Mm. I'm not too much a fan of Pringles. Well, for anybody just tuning in, Two Fuchs has gone snack mental. Mm-hmm. Uh, first we hit the peanuts, then the fruit, and the cashews, and the dried fruit crystallized deliciousness. Then I popped out the fruity oat cakes from England. Then Margaret has nearly popped a vein in his head by uh, going <laughs> and collecting a blend of peanuts and almonds. I almost ran. Uh, connected, connected, uh, covered, roasted, tossed, if one might be so bold, with balsamic uh, vinegar and pepper. Also delicious. You could say they are connected with the balsamic vinegar and mm. pepper. Mm. We need sponsor. We so need sponsoring with anything that we like. Especially chairs. Especially chairs that don't squeak in the night. Things that go bump in the night. Um, yeah, I want. I would be interested to try and make some of those as well. But price-wise, I can't see how that's going to work. But they're they're in the sales place has you by the balls because they're going to give you a tasty product and their buying power for those raw materials is going to be better than you can do at home unless you take a shipment at home of two tons of almonds outside your house yeah I'm just saying in the garden I'll have those two tons of almonds in the garden please <laughs> what are you going to do with them you're going to make me all nuts I'm Mr. Dick, I'll see you. £7,000. <laughs> Sip of coffee? Sip of tea? While we... Give a fuck. Clouds. Apples. Biscuits. Religion. Fuck. 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 Desk. Migration. Films of the 1930s. Spending your money. Shoes. Scented candles. Welcome to this episode of Two Fooks, where we discuss what to give a fook about in your busy lives, rating it from 1 to 10 on our fook score. I'm Marius, and right next to me is... Al... Good morning, Vietnam! Good morning, Snavango! Kicking off another bright new episode, dawning in your consciousness like the eternal sun. Um, it's lovely to be here. Oh, you having yes. a stretch? Oh, what, you just got out of bed? Yeah. Oh, you've been camping in the woods? I've been camping in the woods. You have been camping in the woods recently. I have been camping in the woods recently. Tell us about your camping. It was good. It was, was it? nice. It was you were refreshing. close to nature. I was. Like, Even though I was working. But you were sleeping always in that working period in your hammock? Uh, not all the time. Okay. I slept at a friend's house. Oh, you don't show that on your Instagram story? No, it's not as <laughs> exciting. Like, oh, just 
I'm a woodland man. Don't look at the creature comforts. I'm a woodland man. <laughs> Sleeping in a bed sometimes. <laughs> I'm an outdoors dude. Sorry. Eating food from an oven. <laughs> I, I, I mostly ate uh, takeaway though. Chinese takeaway. So proud of you. Oh. 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 It's yeah, it's, it's more like that now. Oh. Mm. What? Good or not so good? I'm just tired of Chinese food. Eating it every or day. the Western appropriation of Chinese food. Yeah, yeah of course. Mm. You wouldn't be bored with it every day over there, I wouldn't think. It would be firing at you in all different kinds. You would have it every day because you yeah, made the food but in China. it would China. be all different. Yeah, but you would, it would be Chinese food in China. Mm-hmm. I'd be, I mean, I, I believe the... So it would be Norwegian Chinese food takeaway. And there's English Chinese food takeaway. Yeah. It is a thing. Chinese food is... In every single country, I think. Mm. In every single small place. Takeaway food has a bad rap for plastic packaging as well. Yeah. Poor takeaway. Yeah. Not, I don't believe in other places where they use cardboard boxes. I think in the States they use more cardboard boxes. But maybe that's only like small pots. But uh, maybe that's only having watched on shows. 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 Such as Sex in the City. Mm-hmm. Or friends. Yeah, they have actually. It's always like those takeaway noodle pots. Yeah, but anyway, anywho, anyway. you've been in the woods, living the nature life like Henry David Thoreau or whatever for you natural philosophers out there. Or Lars Monson. Uh, or Lars Monson. <laughs> or Bear Grylls. Bear Grylls. Uh, or not so extreme though. Not so extreme. Okay, I could literally lock my car from the hammock. Yeah, but again, if it doesn't happen on the Insta story, it doesn't matter. Uh, so true. you've been creating that luxury <laughs> life for people to go, oh man, he's so outdoorsy. <laughs> he's so outdoorsy. He's so outdoorsy. It's like he's an actual Viking from Viking times. <laughs> I don't think they had hammocks. Did they not? I'm not sure. Did they? I don't know. Siri, did Vikings have hammocks? Hey, Siri. She's, I think she's asleep. Yeah, she's bored. Yeah. She's just so bored. Yeah. Hey, Google. Did the Vikings have hammocks? No, we bored Google to death as yeah. well. Good. That is what we people should they're, be doing. They're not is, listening, is, which is good. Yeah, which is boring artificial intelligence <laughs> to tears so that it cries and melts its own circuit boards and gives up. And we like, oh no, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> and us monkeys can go back to just uh, <laughs> dancing around, dancing around a fire, dancing with wolves, dancing with wolves. Shout out to Kevin Costner. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Kevin. How you doing? <laughs> hey, Kev. Yeah, listening. <laughs> Doubt it. Yeah, That's that would be fun though, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, we've got some funny listeners. We noticed that as we post an episode just now, it already popped up as being listened to in Spain. And in another part of uh, the region of Norway we're in. So that's great. The episodes are popping up. People are getting there. And Screw on your notifications in Spotify, listeners. Because then it will tell you when there's new episodes popping up. And I'm really curious who that person in Spain is. Because mm. who are you? Hey, Spain. Hey, Spain. Who who are you? I we mean, we are... want to know. Como esta? Who are you? No, like, uh, what? What uh, are you genuinely subscribing? Do you get the notification, or are you following what Two Fuchs does? It's or is wonderful. it just a VPN routing the? Ah, well, 
If you are a listener in Spain and you're not a VPN, hit us up. Hit us up. Say, Say hi. hi. Yeah. Or hola. Hola. Hola, señor. Hola, señor. Hola, señor. Hola, señor. That's uh, Trondheim's English. <laughs> Trondheim English. Trondheim English. Programming Trondheim English and into Satnav. Trondheim Spanish. That Trondheim Spanish. Hola, señor. <laughs> so, where do we find ourselves at this precise moment? Instavanger. Instavanger. Not in Spain. I got a nice heads up from a friend of mine listening to the show. Big shout out to my man Vadim. He's Vadim. Vadim. Who um, was very passionate about us making it clear where we are and where Two Fuchs is responding to. Although we're talking about some global issues Ooh. and some global issues um, that we're also in this city where we are. Yeah. And having that interesting balance as to are we talking about what affects us here? what affects our train of thought on a wider scale and linking that up so that people listening here in the city feel that pang of relevance as well as our podcast listeners in other parts of the world going oh yeah I've seen a book I've seen a pencil I've seen a book I've seen a a public bathroom with an insufficient hand drying facility (laughs) (laughs) so uh, we want to make it relevant for everybody yeah uh, including ourselves. 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 So, if we want to tee up the fook ball on the uh, golf course of relevant life, uh, striding up to the tee in his uh, black plaid trousers, black plaid hat, black plaid jacket, wild socks with banana motif on and getting out his golf club of Fook. You're so jealous of my socks today. I'm quite jealous of your socks because they got <laughs> bananas on and I do like a banana. Have you heard about the stand-up comedy comedian called Dimitri Martin? No. He has these uh, one-liners. Oh, maybe. He's He's a funny guy. Yeah, it rings a bell. He has some weird jokes, though, but I think they're funny. Hmm. He has a new show on Netflix. Hmm. Okay. I've watched it. Hmm. And he has fascinating facts bit in his show. Okay. Where he just plays a guitar and says random nonsense facts. Hmm. And one of them is... The tip of a banana is called bananas. 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 Mm-hmm. Wow, uh, that is fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Dimitri Martin for Shout making that Shout out to Dimitri joke. Martin. Yeah, that's well. I've learned something. Bananas. Bananas. Mm-hmm. That's but this this is bananas. <laughs> Shout out Gwen Stefani. True. Yeah, got to prop big. Give her big props. Yeah. Let's talk about colourful socks. We can talk about colourful socks. You're talking to the right man. I think you can talk more about colourful socks than me. <laughs> Do you, is, uh, uh, is this your topic? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I've written really? it down. Gosh darn it. Because you mentioned it in one episode. I'm like, hmm, hmm. He could probably talk about that for a minute or maybe two yeah I might be a little bit biased here though well maybe I know this is the whole point of this program is to cultivate developed thinking and conversation so I can't just fly off the handle like a speed racer and say all colourful socks are good uh, on everybody and be done with it I've got to uh, 
You only wear colorful socks? Uh, 95% of the time, yes. Sometimes if I know I have one or two pairs of colorful socks that I would like to wear in the coming days and I need to change my socks at home, I'll put on some... I've got some like reserve regular socks that like I use for pottering around the house. Black socks or uh, they're not black, but they're just like monotone. No, uh, and that'll be house socks. So uh, you have house socks. I have socks that I will not be wearing out and about because they are not colourful enough. Really? Yeah. Uh, I'm not. I'm not like, hey, hey, dude, with your wacky socks, with with they got balloons on. Uh, they're usually like coloured stripes, nice contrasts, and. I must say, the majority of the ones I have for the time, and hello, local reference, they come from Made With Heart. And Made uh-huh. With Heart is a... Local business, yeah. Local business, uh, by owned in part by my brother-in-law, really? uh, Alex Hart. And they do shirts. That was where their business started. And they also design suits for people and lovely clothing for men and women. But they happen to have the most fire range of socks ever and every season are making the most colourful socks. Hmm. So, Alex is very good and the business is very good at sponsoring businesses and making custom socks in colourways for people. And then... Again, I'll back to supporting local businesses. Let's support local businesses. Uh, and so people who are affiliated or know the business tend to have a like some of these socks from the years gone by in different colourways. They're great quality socks. They look good. They feel great. They are fun color. I do have some other colorful socks. Um, and yeah, summer, I love to have bright colorful socks. Um, I'm not wearing... Maybe I have a colorful shirt. But I'll probably have kind of toned down trainers or jeans or whatever. But I do like a, a neat pair of colorful socks. Yeah. Um... Again, I'd vie away from wacky. Uh, I, they haven't got things on them. Uh, I mean, bananas. I'm, I'm, I'm hate. I'm hate okay with some bananas, bananas. on your feet. Uh, but um, I'm stepping uh, on bananas today. Poor him. Poor bananas. Yeah, I know. Don't step on him. And, and again, shout out to Vadim. He gave me some socks when he went traveling with some strawberries on. Uh, I wear those. With pride? With pride. Strawberry pride. Yeah. Um, why would I be critical of colourful socks? Says my two-fook analytical brain. Um, in certain circumstances, it can be kind of too much, maybe. Like in you- those circumstances, I'd probably be wearing long trousers anyway. I wouldn't be wearing shorts. Would you wear your strawberry socks in a funeral? Uh, I would wear colourful socks in a funeral. Whether I'd wear my strawberry ones, I'm not sure. You'd have to catch me on the day of that particular funeral and yeah. see if it was strawberry relevant. Uh, but I would be wearing a nice, smart pair of colourful socks. Okay. For show. Sure. For show. Sure. For show. Sure. Because that makes me feel good. Um, makes me feel happy. Yeah. I like colourful socks. You wear always matching socks or can you switch yes. them up? I tend not to switch up. Okay. Uh, yeah, I like them to be the pair of socks. What about yourself? You've got bananas on your feet today. Yeah. What's a regular day for you? Mm, mm. I, I can mix it up. You can mix it up? Yeah. I can... I had a period where I had these long 
soccer like high knee socks mm-hmm. um, in different colors mm-hmm. and I mixed them up mm-hmm. so I would be wearing one green and one blue and <laughs> that sounds pretty cool yeah with like a black kilt on and uh, this is just to remind people that Marius is a rocker of the kilt yeah so a good long knee sock is often a, a very passable part of that outfit not in the summer though it no. can be too hot hmm. so I'm just wearing ankle socks or something else I do get a bit confused by people wearing really really white socks um, I don't think no I don't have a pair of white socks mm. I mean white socks seems to be a thing white socks also like white socks white trainers never quite got that no you are begging for grubbiness True. I saw a gentleman not too long ago in a party, public party atmosphere, uh, basically dressed like John McEnroe from the 80s uh, here in Stavanger, a guy from Stavanger. And he was wearing basically what you'd say is classic tennis garb at an evening event. The white PK, white shorts, white socks, white trainers. (laughs) I was like... That is a pretty special outfit, sir. <laughs> Unless you've literally just come from the tennis court. Yeah. Then, And even if you have, that's uh, pretty special. Bold move. Bold move. Not a bald move. Bold? <laughs> he had hair. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, when else would colourful socks be... Uh, how can you do colourful socks wrong? Can you do them wrong, though? I think they have to be neat and tidy. I think if they look sort of threadbare and overwashed and a bit tired, the Um, excitement of the colourful sock kind of fades. fades. Yes. Double fade. Yeah. Fook fade. Fook fade. Fook fade. Uh, Yeah. Um, If if you're into your colourful socks, it's nice that they're sort of looked after. Yeah. Um, Speaking of looked after, yes. How do you store your socks? I pair them in a bowl. Oh, is that terrible? Yeah, I've always done that. Poor socks. Poor socks. <laughs> is that hello? Is that the sock abuse line? Yeah. That's the sock abuse line. Yeah. With alarm. Alarm going off in the background. If anybody can hear that out in podcast land. Podcast land. Uh, how do you do your socks? I. Pair them up, yeah. lay them flat mm. towards each other, mm. towards mm. each other, mm. and then I fold them three times, and then I store them in a drawer, mm. standing up. That is efficient. I don't have that kind of patience. Yeah, all time. I I'm, do. I'm that. balling that up. I'm balling like a gangster. Yeah, my wash comes out. It's hung. I might even tumble dry my socks. Then I'm just gonna ball them up. I'm going to slam dunk him in my draw. <laughs> in my draw? In my draw. I'm like Shaq O'Neal, me. <laughs> with socks. Just think how big Shaq's socks must be. <laughs> so big, they'd be like arm warmers. <laughs> but okay, I mean, I don't see this getting anything other than a pretty high score. Um, what, I mean, have you got any contrary thoughts about colourful socks? No. Huh? What... <laughs> 
sharp intake of breath. Asmus robe. <laughs> I don't know if it's entirely necessary for comedy bright socks to be bought at. I, f- I feel like they're sold like often at airports and stuff, like just a thing that you buy someone. Like, uh, oh, Uncle Ron will like these comedy colourful socks. With pineapples on With pineapples on. Pineapples if, in Hawaiian shirt? Yeah. Or something? No, I mean, although I'm grateful for my strawberry socks from my good friend, I have, I have a he judged socks. me so right that he knew I would be wearing those proudly. But if you're buying and giving socks to someone almost as a bit of a joke, be warned. Because uh, that person then might feel a little, uh, I don't know, sense of responsibility. that they Are they not wacky enough? Are you having a crack at their character? Do they need to lighten up? What are you saying with those socks? True. Saying, hey, Uncle Ron, you boring, boring. old man. <laughs> Put on some funky pineapple socks and cheer up, for God's sake. Stop weeping at the dinner table at Christmas. Put on some Christmas socks with a little elf on, lighting a fire. Fook fire. Fook fire. I don't know. I think there's the. They're a bit commodified as well. Like, I always bought my dad weird ties for Christmas mm. earlier mm. because he had ties. So, in my mind. Got ties to the mafia. <laughs> so, I always bought him ties. Mm-hmm. He probably has like 100 ties. Does he wear ties? Only when he has a suit on. Yeah. And then it's probably not going to be like a weird Santa Claus tie or... No. But it's a symbol. I mean, it was a gesture. Yeah. It's a it's a loving gift given. And I don't think there's anything wrong with doing that. I think what I'm flagging up is that having been perhaps over-catered to yeah. where people can... Uh, it's a different have the thing. excuse to spend money and people will then overproduce a product and just stick it in people's way like in airports or whatever and say hey yeah. buy these spend five pounds on a pair of crazy socks as you're passing through yeah uh, really I think yeah and I was younger and it was my dad so you don't have to I think it was a very generous thing to do and I'm sure he's had them all framed and his no. entire living room is covered in framed ties. He actually has one of my gifts for him on his wall. Really? I took a picture. Mm. Uh, I printed it on the canvas, mm. framed it, mm. and he has it on his wall. Can I ask which what is it's nice. a picture of? Uh, it's a big candle mm. and then around it I put like small... It's not called tea candles, right? Oh, tellies. Uh, t- uh, yeah, small candles. Um, oh, what are they called in English language? Uh, um, small candles. Small candles. Yeah. In aluminum. Yeah. Mm. Things. Uh, a circle. A, I had. I think it they was. They are tea lights. They are called tea lights. They are. Yeah. Okay, tea lights. Crazy. Crazy. Uh, I had two circles around the big candle mm. and there was a reflection in the, the table mm. and it was dark and mm. it was kind of moody beautiful and that's something he really responded to yeah yeah he has it on his wall I in wonder, the living room i wonder what some of our listeners have given to their parents yeah over the years that they particularly notice has been 
kept and anything they've given that they notice has not cropped up again <laughs> after the giving period. Yeah. Um, I've never seen him wearing any of the ties I bought him, so... Shout out to Dad in ties. What's going on? I've seen them in the closet, in the tie hanger thingy he mm-hmm. has with 1,000 ties. Mm-hmm. Bought specifically after you started giving him lots of ties. <laughs> Maurice keeps giving me ties. What am I going to do with them? <laughs> so then I bought him a tie holder. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, all those ties you really like. Put them in this. <laughs> Here you go. Um... Yeah, well, I mean, we are definitely in the area of colourful clothing additions. Um, And I'm, yeah, go for it. Colourful socks, Yeah, wear a colourful tie. I think there was a time when it wasn't done. A time? In the, I don't know, I mean, there's, in England at least there was the crazy tie, crazy clothing item kind of stereotype has a great character from the fast show for anybody who knows that an English comedy thing called Colin Hunt and Colin Hunt uh, is that guy who goes to the office party and just makes loud brash comments and thinks he's cool and fun and is just cringingly embarrassing and no one wants to hang out with Mm. and Colin Hunt would always have on very colourful ties he'd be the office clown yeah. Uh, but was obviously struggling in life and I think that was a very 90s thing like slightly wacky something to cut through the office environment yeah. whereas now at least here in Norway I mean everyday work clothes for a lot of people in a lot of industries can be quite stylish Yeah, people can again stuff like made with heart People, you can have a suit made which has colour ways through it you can look smart and hip um without having to have that one screaming item like the sock or the um, the what's the thing I'm saying the handkerchief in the pocket the hanky the hanky the pocket scarf or whatever yeah uh, which is the accent on it and um, yeah maybe the slightly comedy glaring item has taken on a different role these days yeah um, I but again coming back to that all white all white all white mate all white you dressed in all white are you all white I'm all white are you all white I'm all white you're white you're dressed in all white are you all white <laughs> <laughs> the um, the all white garb but also I and I thought about mentioning this as a topic but I couldn't quite get my head around it but this is a nice little way around to it I am a little bit, uh, almost a little bit startled by noticing how preened some people's daily outfits are, um, particularly men. I'm like, how how are you that pressed shirt, clean style, ankle sock, spotless trainer, uh, leather briefcase, walking round have you cycled anywhere have you driven here have you actually done anything today at all i kind of can't quite wrap my head around how pristine some people are should we rate the colorful socks before we yes please i will rate that at an eight 8.5 you can do an 8.5 i'm doing i love them i love them you love them uh but they are an addition to an outfit they are an addition 
Um, and yeah, I I do love a colourful sock. Yeah. So, I thought as I sip my coffee from my sustainable, refillable, reusable cup, um, that I would. I've got a bit. I maybe. Hey, Marius. Hey, over there in Radio Land, yep. in Podcast Land. Maybe you can help me out. I will help you out. I have got a choice between two topics. One is, well, they're both going to be kind of pretty heavy, um, but I want them to have light and dark. Um, should I pick the one that is really a bit heavy? Or the one that's a little bit lighter. Let's go with the really heavy one since we talked about, I mean, colourful socks. Oh, good call. Good call. Let's balance this episode out. Right. This is the topic that I've sort of been slightly struggling to how to title it uh, because it revolves around certain uh, things. Um, um, but I'm, I, I have to put it somewhere between... It's... It, it's censorship or freedom of speech. Now, the reason I bring this up is I'm wondering. Um, I had a great visit from some friends. Um, she, the one, is uh, working with uh, lawyers for environmental uh, environmental campaigns, mm-hmm. um, and her. Um, Someone she knows is living in China. And I was talking to her about two fooks and the fact that we get together once a week without fail to fire off about all the things we care about and might kind of be interested in. And she sort of filled me in a little bit about the the lack of freedom of speech and heavy censorship that's happening, for example, in China. Mm-hmm. That people cannot certainly cannot voice what might be some of their personal opinions and they are also becoming uh, there is like public profile rating uh, where people's activities in their community is almost given a score, a rating Really? So if they do things that are deemed disruptive to community, for example um, I don't know, fouling in public streets or littering, uh, and they are caught for it. It will have an impact on their on their social rating, which will then be used against them as a citizen. Um, wow. And I suddenly thought about this idea of censorship, or uh, this is why I've struggled to give this a topic title, but it does focus around the idea of. W- are we living in a society, you and I, where we have freedom of speech and aren't censored? And should we be perhaps concerned about places that are not um, living in places where they have freedom of speech? Have you got any thoughts on this at all? In China, they can't even... They're not allowed to be on Facebook. For not that that itself is horrible, mm. but... It's a place for expressing opinion mm-hmm. or uh, showing the opportunity for expressing personal opinion. 
But I mean for the the government to just say, "Hey, you're not allowed to be here." Mm. It's 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 banned, mm. and probably Twitter as well mm. and other social medias. I don't know. I know Facebook for sure. I think that kind of comes into the thing because I was trying to pin down the topic of to do with like I mean that is essentially censorship of individual expression or opinion yeah that is saying to people in a society you cannot do that yeah now my kind of concern is of course that is an infringement of what must in some ways be called human rights to be able to express opinion especially if living in a society or a culture that is trying to control or manage or manipulate the masses and there are masses of course in that part of the world Um, and that can go down to the use of social media like you said censorship can have to do with language what words and what things can and can't be used Um, censorship can be uh, ideological so it can come into things like religion Mm -hmm. and things that are accepted and things that aren't accepted Um, so I wondered whether I mean I'm unsure whether I'm sort of pro censorship in some respects am I quite conservative in some things and am I quite liberal in other things in the society we live in Um, but I I mean if we bring it to Norway do we have censorship happening upon us here in our daily lives not really does that mean we can do and say absolutely anything we can do we no why not because we have social intelligence <laughs> speak for yourself <laughs> no but I mean we we know the majority of us knows what we can and can't say now I would pick up on that and say when I think about people in our in this western society who then perhaps run into areas of personal difficulty I wonder whether that is out of almost a repression of feeling like they can't uh, live by the general social standards the social intelligence structure of the world around them and feel like they have to seek another kind of life Um, there is a certain amount of sort of playing the game Um, I had this thought when I was growing up like why aren't people in some situations just jumping up on the dinner table and screaming and shouting like what stops us from expressing very uh in a very raw way the fear of be judged ah so where does I mean the the fear of being judged is that something that our societies or we ourselves put on our freedom of speech Uh, do we censor ourselves then effectively yeah 
in a way we do. Mm-hmm. We might want to express our opinions, but we are afraid of what other people will think. What does that mean then if we suddenly feel that we are observing things in our society or in people around us uh, or in a political system that we think are unjust uh, or wrong and we don't want to censor ourselves um, and then we try and lash out and say this person, this politician is terrible or this particular law is terrible and it makes no difference at all uh, have we sort of over self-censored um, are we in fact maybe just in a situation where there's just a slightly more hidden version of censorship because if I went out onto the middle of the town square and started screaming and shouting about social injustice or uh, any legal cases that are perhaps not being uh, acknowledged in the media um, I wonder what would happen people would look at you yeah because I would be breaking the the norm the norm yeah but we allow people to break the norm if they are clearly adhering to a part of society that uh, is not seen as a threat. Yeah. So either uh, in humor or... If you started singing or telling jokes in the city center, yeah. people would be interested. Yeah. And if you looked a little bit like a um, person who might be struggling to find employment or make enough money to live... Uh, in a house or have it all get a job uh, and you started ranting about stuff people would also be like yeah yeah that's fine yeah uh, so um, where in our society at this point um, do we perhaps need to cultivate more freedom of speech I'm wondering whether we're almost sort of tottering along and we have this incredible opportunity to say what we want also playing by the rules of social intelligence but we're able to be a bit more critical and we're able to be a bit more uh, analytical of what's going on around us uh, unlike for example China or any countries which are persecuting their citizens and we are still just going through the daily motions of everything's fine there's no problems everything's cool yeah um yeah i don't know it just as i say i don't i i don't think people should be going around screaming this that and the other at each other all the time but, but I, people do that as well mm. i saw an, uh, i saw a documentary yesterday about the uh, alt-right movement mm. and um, it was from sweden and england mm. about the uh, neo-nazis and the thing they stand for mm. 
and they are screaming in the streets what they think mm. and that's horrifying mm. it does that define and this brings us of course into something of contemporary stuff is that freedom of speech it is are they adhering to the rules of social intelligence no why it's it's um It's a um not this uh, their mindset say um I'm not sure how to say it. how to say it or you're worried about saying it in a particular way no no no, or... no, no, no. I'm not worried about it I'm just not sure how to say it the mindset that they they have a a bad mindset hmm yeah for sure they are speaking from a place of um feeling like there is a need to react in active uh, aggression both verbal and physical physical and also borderline political which mm-hmm. is perhaps less visible um, just because someone looks different or has or has another skin mm. tone or different belief well I think the thing there is like this this whole idea of freedom of speech or censorship either self or enforced kind of comes down to what you're saying is that well you can't take take it away from someone and mm. someone else can have it no and this is comes to a point which is something I've kind of been toying around in my own work personally is there is a huge vacuum that exists in the idea of a positive objective critical dialogue in the public arena the one that instead of seeing an alt-right protest or a diatribe that is blinkered and negative and secular that comes out and dwarfs that and says you know what the majority of people are wanting to work together that includes you your values as a person protesting you feel that your rights are threatened you feel that your lifestyle is threatened well guess what 
so does every other social, cultural and religious group. That's how it goes. So what do we do about this? You propose a bigger public cultural social dialogue that counters or takes the wind out of the sails of things like that. Yeah. That voice, which I've dubbed positive politics, seems not really to exist. (laughs) I don't think so. And that's why I've actually dubbed it something and given it a name because it's something that I almost feel is a necessary flag to try and fly in situations where it's possible in order to look at this idea of freedom of speech and the threat of censorship but to say we are perhaps living in a country which enables us to be a lot more inclusive developed uh cultivating of social intelligence than we're actually doing we're actually possibly guilty of being quite lazy yeah um in our socio-cultural uh loops um there is the idea of activism there's the idea of protest or reaction to things but it almost feels it needs to kind of go onto an even higher level um if our freedom of speech is threatened at least we'll have flagged it up and for those that are being censored uh i think it's worth saying well we are so far living in a country where that is not as far as we know being explicitly carried out mm-hmm. groups and individuals as far as we can tell aren't being edited in their personal lives but in their online lives yes they are being watched they're being monitored everything you say everything you write everything you search for is being monitored you have to be aware of that yeah that's where that self-censoring comes in but that doesn't mean that you have to then go into the deep web to express some strange urges of yours. Uh, what you need to do is accept those thoughts, accept those impulses, and maybe try and work on them. Yeah. Um, either exercise them with people around you or hope that there is some infrastructure in the society as a whole that will take the take the threat of censorship out of the debate so that you don't feel like you have to get together with your mates and well what do we all disagree on well I don't like mushrooms and I don't like baked beans and you don't like cars and you don't like uh, wearing red jackets but what do we all agree on yeah we all hate people from other countries yeah all right well let's all agree on that and get across about that why well because if we don't uh, some oh, something will happen well it can it cannot be that reductive uh if hopefully we are living in a society which is more open and inclusive so if i kind of round this back to also stopping by something i said about magazines previously podcasts i mean podcasts essentially are they being censored no 
so we can do and say whatever we want pretty much yeah Our i s- bet there's an old right podcast there's probably a podcast about pretty much every topic out there mm. Colorful, so colorful socks maybe colorful socks i mean that's the point so there are areas for freedom of speech of every kind and the, those who are those who, who are interested will listen i just wonder how it all kind of then and then they share it and then some maybe some others share it because they think it's wrong mm. the, like their thought process is wrong or or something like that and sure. so they share it and say oh this isn't right and the people who share it originally support what they're saying mm. so it can be heard from both sides either way so you'd think that sort of bigger awareness would be people will share it people will share it if they love it or if they hate it mm. so the message will get out there either way mm. uh, I mean I think this is a great that's a really great way of putting it and it demands a bit more of a open society yeah really um i think often from a white middle class perspective often you look at other groups and say everybody should be more integrated but i think you forget that different cultural and ethnographic groups actually would prefer to look after their own cultural traditions of course and perhaps don't want to be integrated and don't want to go through some socio-cultural uh, regiment to make them fit in and I think I applaud that both sides it's easier to go with what's familiar with you mm. than like you say integrate with another culture or mm. situation no, the, 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 I think there is a crucial thing of having a place in that society where there is perhaps if there is a society there is a city there is a council there is a a uh, body of representatives that should then be able to actively stand and applaud all the groups and opinions within that and if there is any that are deemed problematic they still need to be heard and they still need to be discussed yeah One thing that I wanted to bring this back down to earth on just before we can give it a score is the what we're doing here. Like you've challenged me in previous episodes and I you to talk about something that you think you believe in or think you mean. Yeah. And I'll be damned that if you challenge someone to speak for a half hour about what they really believe by the end of that they might just start becoming aware that it's words coming out their mouth and they might think they believe it but actually there's some deeper roots of personal opinion that are much more complicated yeah and they come from 
strange places and if we look back to the Greek and Roman and examples of dialogues like uh, Socrates and Plato people were challenged to come out in public and express their point of view in a dialogue and then debate it with someone else and they may have totally different opinions on things but they would have to express defend uh, develop change their opinion about what they hold true or have faith in or believe uh, in a dialogue Yeah, and I think it's a very humbling thing um, there's a couple of things that we've gone through in previous weeks that I've then gone away from and thought do I really think that am I really that like dependent on that one point of view surely that's a little narrow minded of me yeah I have I've had some of that thought myself and that's even after having given ourselves the chance to try and, talk and about properly it. talk about it. Yeah. Um, so, even though we try to be as honest as we can, we can always, when listening to it again, and like, hmm, this wasn't what I meant, or hmm. I wanted to make it sound different. Hmm. But it's nothing, I don't think we've talked about anything that I regret at all though no not at all I mean the one thing and I wasn't going to say it but I will say it because I don't want to take off topic but we'll have to get to rating is when we talked about alcohol Mm -hmm. and the I think we recorded that um, in the summer some weeks ago yeah Um, and in all I've listened back to it I stand by every word but I also then was able objectively having listened to myself talk about it the record of the dialogue again like Plato or Socrates it was written those dialogues were made public oh that man said that thing last week hmm let's go and ask him about it having listened to myself talk I also thought okay well that's a frame of mind what about the other frame of mind and I then have embraced not drinking at all uh, for the last few weeks and to give myself the benefit of the other side to analyse my own opinion to take my objective dialogue out of it I'm just gonna. Hi, Fulda. Kusen gode. Okay, men det er helt fint. Jeg har også bil. Men bare kom når du er klar. Jeg er med Marius, så jeg er her uanset. Mhm. 
Kan man snakke så når det kommer? Ja, men det er helt fint, fru da. Bare tager den tid, de trænger. Okay, hej. To take myself out of the opinion that I had and to look at it objectively. And I bet if you got someone with extreme views one way or another and you got them to blare into a microphone about what they think and then played it back to them and said, what what does this sound like? Yeah. What does this person sound like? Does this person sound like a balanced and uh, broad thinking and analytical person? Or does it sound like someone stuck in what they think is their frame of mind just one mindset yeah yeah and so i think the 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 freedom of speech in an open context is very important but we also need to have the tools to analyze it yeah and raise awareness together about what we are saying and what everybody else is saying um so i'm going to say freedom of speech is very important. Um, should we split freedom of speech and censorship? Are they part of the same thing? Are they though? I, I don't think they are. No. I think I think the idea of censorship of of kinds in which we've touched on. Um, are active and they happen and they're troubling but I think that we have discussed more the idea of freedom of speech in the society we're living in here in modern day Norway Western Europe um, and what we have the opportunity for but almost to criticise it and say we are not taking enough advantage of our freedom of speech yeah um, because we're afraid of the judgment yeah so I thoughts? think we need, almost need to go several pegs up yeah and be yeah much more free we all have s- different thoughts so mm. and but if we feel that there is need for them to contribute to our society as a whole and to the the lives of the people around us then we better be ready to be informed and educated about it and passionate about it and also ready to listen uh, to people on the other end of that discussion. Yeah. Um, It's not a one-way street. No, it's not a one-way street. It's like a 10-double-lane of highway traffic. It is an information superhighway of a neural kind. Mm -hmm. Uh, And yeah, I mean, yeah. I think uh, so let's say freedom of speech very important and perhaps a topic bigger than we currently uh, say we need to embrace the fact that freedom of speech is something we should be very grateful for and also making more out of it so I'm going to say freedom of speech I'm going to say nine 8.5 Hurrah!
Rob. So, guys, we just contrasted colourful socks with the importance of freedom of speech. That does not happen in your everyday corral, low-down drinking bar, but it does happen every day here on Two Fooks. Because we believe that dialogue is what makes the difference. Uh, if you are out there and you want to get in touch, well, I think there's some ways you can do that, and we'd really like it if you did. How would they do that, Marius? I'll tell you why. Please do. I'll tell you how. Do that too. Yeah. They can find us on Instagram mm-hmm. at uh, Two Fooks, or they can uh, try Facebook mm-hmm. at Two Fooks. Fooks? You might wonder, two fooks. How do you spell that? It's just two fooks with triple O. Ah, triple O on the Facebook. Yeah. All right. Or you can send us an email. Mm-hmm. Uh, info mm-hmm. at twofooks.com. That is delightful. And mm-hmm. I will also ask you, as a little extra nugget of enjoyment and value this week, uh, what would you like to recommend to the people out there listening? If they like sparkling water... They should get a soda stream-ish machine. Oh, yes. I bought one myself. Oh yes, and I've already used the um, patron. The patron. <laughs> the gas cartridge. Yes. Oh yes. Sixty liters of fizzed water. Oh, fizz it up! I love that stuff. I bought the same brand that you have. Mm, the, the Aquia. By Arga. Arga. I like it. I love it. Yeah. I do love it. It's, yeah, sparkling water. Mm, mm, mm. Sparkling water. Uh, My, uh, oh, that just gave me an extra little recommendation. Uh, So my recommendation of the week, uh, it was going to be, if you live in Stavanger and you have the desire for a delicious bit of uh, food and a nice shopping experience... Uh, Green Peas up on Lukavayan is a very nice store. It is. Uh, they sell lots of good stuff and groceries and all sorts of Asian spices and herbs and wonderful things in their takeaway or food section is great. The other thing I was going to say, sparkling water, a couple of ice cubes and a shake of a thing called Angostura bitters, which is like a herbal uh, blend, makes for a very delicious, uh, uh, refreshing drink. Uh, very nice very nice so refreshing all round we hope this episode has been refreshing for your general style conscience in relation to socks and for your mental uh, welfare in relation to freedom of speech and we will look forward to joining you another day another time another place another <laughs>